Show is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel. iHealth Radio with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, new show, new topic, a very powerful topic, something that will probably blow your minds uh, with our guest today. And we're going to talk a little bit about a, a, a very unique concept, and it's probably a future concept because uh, something that we should be working on altogether, but we're going to tie all these things. And I'm still kind of right now a little bit uh, ambiguous and you guys wonder like, what the hell is he talking about? Well, so simply this is health, right? And we're talking about business and health and all stuff in previous shows, but um, here's the environment. There's the economy, there's investments. And how do we tie all that in? How do we basically uh, put this world where, you know, the future of the companies and all the industries and stuff and how we invest properly so we have a better impact on the environment and ultimately our health? So so, uh, so it sounds like a, a mouthful, right? So we have somebody with us that actually has multiple backgrounds and is an expert in, in a lot of the things that I just mentioned right now. So without any further ado, I have with me Kevin Sun. Kevin, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Hurricane H. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, listen, I, I am excited about this show. I mean, we've we've talked, you know, you and I met. We've we've covered a few things, and I I really love your background and uh, you're in investments, you're doing a lot of things, and but but your angle about and your passion about this whole topic about how do we uh, invest properly in in industries and stuff, and what's the future of industries that can actually help our you know, nice blue planet, <laughs> you know, and our environment and still be, you know, really the right place to to put your money into it as an investor, but also to have a positive impact on health and certainly, you know, uh, have a better future for, for our children, maybe and grandkids. Right. And so, so, and that's a big topic. I mean, we are in, in a war, you know, uh, time right now, we are in a very you know, difficult conflict that could cause, you know, tremendous, you know, harm to this, this earth. We have, uh, we just had through a, been through a pandemic, so a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, we had natural disaster going on. Uh, people are always worried about financial and in, you know, investment and where they, what's the best way to invest. And so, so, but it all ties down. I mean, I, I, it's funny, Kevin. Uh, before you get started, this, there's something I had a discussion the other day, and someone asked me the question like, "Well, how do you, you know, why is that you have too many topics?" And I said, "Is there anything in life that doesn't affect our health?" There's not. Sure. There is nothing. Yeah. Everything that we encounter in life, you know, somehow has an impact on our health or we have an impact <laughs> on, on the environment somewhere. So, so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's business, if it's relationship, if it's, you know, anything that we do that we interact with on a day-to-day basis has to do with our health. Physical, mental, doesn't matter, right? And so therefore, whether we talk about business stuff, there is always an impact. If you're not happy at your work, it affects your health. If you have a bad relationship, it affects your health, you know, and so on. So if you're not healthy, it affects your work. So it's funny. 
if you invest the wrong way, you get stressed, you, you, you throw yourself from a, from a building, you know, I mean, we've God forbid, I mean, it, it happened, you know, this is, this is you know, not a joke. It's real stuff that can really be a big impact. Then the environment has the same thing. If the environment is, is destroyed, you know, it impacts the economy and the economy, you know, I mean, we've had it in the pandemic, you know, not, you know, just, just, just as, you know, a natural or whatever the case may be, a virus comes in and voila, the world shuts down. Economically speaking, we got shut down, you know, and hurt. People got, you know, stressed. People got ill. A lot of things. So the impact is always there. So I, I, it's funny. I just wanted to throw in there because someone I did ask that question and I never had a chance to actually explain what that relationship is. And today our show is definitely touching on the, those extreme ends. Like, you know, and how does that work with this? And Kevin, this is your show today. So you want to bang this up, you know, and, and drive it home. Well, no, thanks. Well, first of all, Hurricane Age, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, really a pleasure to be here uh, on a beautiful Saturday in New York City. Um, so so really, I think before I get started, uh, so my background is in investments and legal. And uh, before I say anything, the legal side is going to take over and be all boring. <laughs> uh, so I just want to put, put a disclaimer in there that these Go viewpoints are, are mine alone and does not re represent any companies, affiliations. Uh, or parties uh, who am I engaged with? Um, again, these are all my own, my own personal views. Uh, so with that, let's let's let, let's start the fun. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually, I love that. And, and and you know, to be honest with you, it is it is true. I mean, I, it's it's important to always say this because you know uh, these shows are for education purposes, for knowledge purposes, and you know it is for everyone watching and listening to do their own due diligence. And uh, you know, whatever your opinion may be, it, you're entitled to it. And yes, do the research. We give you an angle, a few angles, maybe his view, my views, but you know, sometimes not even our views. I just you know, we're just talking general and propose those things. And then people, you have to make your own extract of what you hear, you know, you grab a couple of things, maybe do some further stuff and maybe it's going to help you, whatever the case may be. So again, I, I love that disclaimer. And we do have a disclaimer at the end of the show all the time, but the fact is that's what it is. This is not, we're not attached to anything specific. And even if we express our own stuff, I mean, that's just us, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So we can agree to disagree sometimes and it's all good, but for, for education purposes or just inspiration, enlightenment, whatever the, the purpose is, it is important to realize that this stuff is available out there. And sometimes we just rise it to the, to, to the occasion, rise it up. So you can at least like, Oh, that, that clicks something here. And that's, and do the, you do the work. I mean, it's all good. And whatever you come up with, that's all good. So we, we love that. We want you to do that work and actually get you excited about it. No worries. You'll find out, you know, on your own, whatever, you know, the outcome is that's on you. So Thanks, Kevin, for doing that. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you're the first one actually who did that on the show. <laughs> but again, I don't blame you. I mean, you have a legal background, and you know, uh, actually, you're the second one. I'm sorry. I have, I have, we have a show actually, uh, which is a legal show, which is uh, legal tips for life. And uh, so, you know, our guest is is an attorney, so uh, we have that live. This is like you need to seek, you know, the 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 counsel of uh, <laughs> the real stuff. You know, this is just opinion and stuff. So it was similar concept. So I get it. You know. You guys are like, it's drilled in you. <laughs> yeah, no, and we live we live in a world that is dangerous too. So, oh, absolutely. All right, man. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to take that, but it's just fun, you know. It's all it, it gives that little excitement to the people here listening and watching right now. <laughs> yeah, no, look. So, so maybe I can just start off just giving a really brief uh, background about like what ESG, like sustainability, because I think you know a lot of people maybe on your show and just society in general have been hearing these 
these lingos being passed around, right? Like, oh, we have to be more sustainable. If you go to McDonald's nowadays in New York City, for example, now they're using paper straws, right? Mm. Before everyone had uh, had plastic straws. Like, what's the intention behind all that? Like, what is what is the theory? What is the thinking behind all that? And really, it boils down to this concept of environmental, social, and governance, which is ESNG. This concept is actually not new because we've always, throughout history of humankind, tried to find ways to better our product, better our services, while keeping in mind that you know resources are finite, right? Mm-hmm. There's only so much uh, coal out there. There's almost so much gold out there. And because of the lack of supply, we have to be good stewardships. We have to be good citizens to protect the environment. And in doing so, hopefully we can make a profit, right? So, so this whole concept around ESNG can be explored from a, from an investment side, from a social social benefit side, from a uh, from a I guess you know sort of the sensitive pol- political side that's been going on these days. Uh, but really, you know, from the, the investment perspective, um, this concept of of ESG and sustainability is not new at all. So I think it started back in like the 1960s, where a bunch of investors got together and said. Um, hey, you know, I, I, we don't want to invest in X, Y, and Z. And then they kind of precluded that from their investment portfolio. That's how this whole thing kind of started. And then you have the United Nations came on board and uh, and came out with all these, uh, what they call sustainable goals that they want to achieve. You know, and, and if you look at it, a lot of it is, you know, uh, uh, no more poverty, uh, water security for all, sort of these very, very uh, really noble goals that we should have, uh, you know, just, just, it doesn't matter whether you live in, you know, United States or Canada or South America or, or it doesn't matter because we all share these common goals. Mm. A drought in in you know in uh, in California might actually affect you know upwards of Canada, right? Even though there's a border and there's different governments, but we all share the same concept and the same environment. So the whole goal behind these uh, these investments is that. Uh, okay, we're going to not invest in companies who invest in coal production because it's polluting to the environment. We're not going to invest in companies uh, that have, uh, you know, who have mistreated uh, in, in indigenous people, right? Who, uh, who, I don't know, or like don't pay their workers well. And what, what these concepts started to develop throughout these, you know, decades is becoming more and more prominent as uh, as our population increase right now i think we're about 8 billion uh, people in the world and because there's so many of us now there's so many little you know land and resources suddenly these concepts are becoming a lot more prominent right and of course with social media and everything they're promoting this stuff now so really it comes down to um at, at least you know in my opinion it comes down to can these investors who, who, who are now playing a very, very strong point of uh, strong point in driving this initiative forward. Can these investors continue this momentum that started back in the 1960s and, you know, and, and continue in, into the, in, into, into the future. Right. Um, and, and, and I think, and I think it can, because, because really, if you, if you look at, uh, you know, SMP, Right. I think uh, probably a lot of your viewers, you know, are stockers, you know, brokers or or, you know, they want to invest. They've been doing some very interesting studies uh, on companies who are who are good to their people, who are good to the environment, who are good to, you know, like just just good social companies out there. 
and you know they're they're traded the public traded companies on the S and P five hundred, and uh, there were, there's a bunch of studies out there that actually show that these companies are actually meeting the investment uh, returns of S and P, and there are certain groupings of companies that actually do better than S and P. So can you imagine if you're a hedge fund owner, if you are a private equity owner, and you and you're putting your money you know, billions of dollars uh, of, of capital against these companies and you're betting for their success, that is a great, great uh, result because these companies are not only doing great in social, you know, social welfare and all this other stuff that ties with the environment, ties with good governance, but they're also benefiting the investor, right? So, uh, so I, I threw a lot out there at once. No, 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 no. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, so, so you actually... You know, throwing a lot, you said it, a lot of stuff. And let's, let's just fragment that a little bit, just, you know, a little bit, you know, we're going to dissect a little bit here. So first, let's talk environment, right? I mean, you said it. I mean, first of all, I think you're the first one that I mentioned 8 billion people, <laughs> you know, on this planet. I think, you know, we lost God after seven, but I think you're right. <laughs> we're, out, we're out there somewhere and it's only going to go further from there. I mean, unfortunately, um, if the trends are the way they are, that's just the way it is. This earth is is overpopulated, although there's plenty of space still available, but to your point, resources and stuff becomes a little bit more difficult. And sometimes that drives people to do crazy things, right? And and push, you know, a little bit the envelope. And that's that's a, a difficult task. And you're right, you know, uh, if we don't take care of our world, you know, we will face problems and those problems will affect, you know, the economy ultimately because disasters, you know, are, are a good example right now. Hurricanes and all these 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 environmental shifts or you, if you call like weather, you know, things. And, and, and it's a lot of discussion. And some people may say it's a hoax, a climate, you know, uh, you know, uh, change is a, is a hoax, whatever the case. And again, we're not debating that today. You know, everybody's entitled to their own. You know, there's, there's some research this way, some other, you know, the other way. It doesn't matter. Everybody has their own ways. Why they state the way they state things and why they, they drive a certain message. Bottom line is, it is happening. The world is changing. There's some natural stuff that's supposed to happen over the millennia, and there's some things that are just expedited because of man's doing. And unfortunately, that is real. And as we see these things, I mean, the impact is humongous, right? And it's happening. And for the most part, you see it. It impacts, you know, the, the people, humans, animals, uh, nature, your your food, everything that we have out there gets simple. You know, when we have a hurricane and you have destructive forces and stuff, areas, you know, of potential, you know, land is devastated. Droughts, you mentioned droughts. <clears throat> That's another one. It's the cycle and the rain and all the stuff that this year, for example, we had a very dangerous, you know, heat wave across the, the, the world. You know, that's unheard of. I mean, the weathers have not changed, you know. Uh, I mean, they've been kind of all different sporadic, you know, patterns. So it's these are these are real things. The the world, you mentioned the United Nations and all these, there's there's all these discussions and, and unions that are being formed to for a better future and environment. And a lot of countries have you mentioned the straws and other things and you know, like you know, really like the uh uh, recyclable stuff or nature-friendly, you know, product. So, so it is big. Uh, and then you mentioned the investment part, right? And and so, so when you talk about investment, you just don't think, you know, when, at least when I think about it, it's like investment, money, profit. <laughs> That's all. You know, and 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 you're right. In history, this is not new. This is like centuries. There's always the rich, and the rich wants to get richer. And you know, the more you have money, the more you invest, and you want the more you know of things in your own you know multiple. You can own the whole land if you want to, right? If you have enough power <laughs> to do so, and and that's always been the case. But at what you know uh, outcome? What's the detriment? What's the actual you know uh, end game here? And when you do that, sometimes without thinking, 
Now, historically, we can say there was no education about the environment and stuff, but the last decades, as you mentioned, this is all real. Science has proven it. There's a lot of movements out there and so on and so forth. So it's real and it's happening. And and it's funny because you're talking about just the business and the profitability. And, and, and at the same time, you know, you're tying it to all this. And I, that's important for us, you know, watching and listening today, because here's the thing. If you're changing the dynamics and you are providing a good environment and a healthier environment and you're protecting this, you know, as an investor, to your point, and one of the things that investors look for is like, how is this going to be? If that company crashes, I, I lose everything, right? <laughs> but if the company is solid and they're doing a good, then everything is in the decline and they're just projected to be better than most, you want to be putting your money in there. But but understanding how those dynamics work and which companies you will probably need to invest in requires some research, some work, right? I mean, it's not this and like, you know, okay, I just look at some trends. Okay, I love this company. But what is their long term, right? Are they going to be sustainable, <laughs> you know, and then they're going to sustain and be better and be like, you know, the most productive company to invest in. And then how, and that's the other thing. Then there's their moral compass, right? Some people may not have any moral compass. Uh, they're, just, they're just about the money. And we have those as well in this world. And we have people that actually want to have a healthy balance. I want to make the most profit I can get without hurting the environment, hurting other people. And I want to do the right thing, you know, and I sleep, you know, with a good conscience. And <laughs> that's a difficult task, right? So, so again, I just wanted to just kind of position those, those, those things. And then you have also, to your point, the world, like United Nations, these are all the world leaders coming together or like, you know, some, some representatives from all over the world that come in and try to figure out a way to kind of mimic this across the, 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 the globe. So this way it's not in one area, you know, everybody kind of buys in the same concept. And again, united, we can do more, right? And because to your point, what affects one area here can affect the other stuff there. I mean, it just, you know, other countries, the economies, the, even even just the supply and demand, you know, can be affected with this, you know, chain supply, you know, transportation. I mean, with the pandemic, three months, four months, everything was was lagging. It was a bad, you know, you know even today, we still have some reminiscences of, of employment, for example, right? Even productivity and production of certain goods and products are not out there the way they used to be. There's still a delay. So all this stuff is huge. And, and again, finding that, that good balance, right? Uh, the first part, we need to understand the economic piece of it and then the environment piece of it. Then the legal, you said governance. <laughs> so, so those three things are like, you know, literally they have to go side by side. Now, in your world, Kevin, um, whether the legal or the financial, you know, world, you know, how do you uh, kind of like, if you're, if I'm your client right now, right. And I, I'm an investor, you know, what would you, how is the, 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 the process to vet out, for example, uh, a company that's going to be really sustainable and what do I have to be looking for? No, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so, so ESG now have, have really became so. So really, you know, I, I think from the due diligence perspective of a company, there are certain metrics depending on what industry you're in. Like, I don't know, for example, like pharmaceutical, right? You want to look at the number of intake patients. Like, there are certain data points, uh, metrics that that you look at before before buying into a particular uh, asset, right? Mm -hmm. um, but ESG, what it has done is that it it really pierced some of some of the black box answers uh, questions that people were asking. So ESG is now becoming a, uh, a benchmark for companies to say, okay, I have all of these traditional metrics that you're looking at, 
right? Whether to buy into me or not, to invest in me or not, right? And, and to, to place your money into my mm-hmm. company. But now I have environmental factors, right? So just tie it to, to, to you know, to your viewers in healthcare, right? Like this, this, uh, this particular hospital, right? Or, or this particular, um, uh, pharmaceutical factory, uh, how much pollution are they doing, really? These are type of things that were never really disclosed before, right? And then second of all, there's uh, there's the social social side, right? Like salaries are um, are, are kept secret for, for a very long time. And, and I think there's a lot of privacy behind it and companies don't really want to review things because because there's, you know, there's issues with, you know, people being paid too much and be people being paid, paid too little. In fact, just kind of putting it in, California just uh, enacted a law that had that says that everyone has to reveal their salaries before applying for a job, right? So that really kind of settles the uh, the inequalities uh, between the top earners and the bottom earners, right? That kind of adds a, adds a layer of disclosure. That particular metric was never there before, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then and then if you look at uh, just just from a healthcare perspective, uh, how how many nurses do you guys have? How many doctors do you guys have? Uh, what is the retention rate between these nurses and doctors? These are all black box uh, questions, right? That investors never really had an answer to because these things were ne- were probably overlooked or they were kept secret uh, within sort of this, you know, because you know, in this industry it's called dressing the pig, right? So you want to <laughs> you want to make sure that your pig has the right lipstick, got the right hat on, make it all beautiful, but it's still a pig, right? In the end, so really, you know, I think what what ESG does is that it 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 adds a a funnel, and it really uh, it really adds transparency into some of the more uh, the harder questions that people ask. And on the governance side, for example, right, like, do you guys have a good board system, right? Do, do, you know, hospitals, uh, pharmaceutical companies, they all have strong boards to support their agenda to move forward. Uh, do you have a, um, they get donations all the time, right? So like, uh, do you guys, do you guys, uh, are you guys open to these donations? Who donated to you guys? Are there, you know, things that, that you're hiding that I'm not seeing, mm-hmm. right? So that's just, you know, sort of tying into, to, uh, to the healthcare information. But on the other flip side, every industry has their own particular metric. Every single company has their own set of rules. And what ESG is trying to do is say, we have a benchmark now, right? We want to establish some kind of benchmark. We want to say that, oh, your company is socially, you know, beneficial because uh, you do reveal who your top payers are, who your bottom payers are, and you have the right steps there so that your bottom people, right, the people that get paid the, me, the least amount of money, you have mm-hmm. a path for them to to make more money within your company for career development. Or uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a company and I do a lot of polluting. Right for greenhouse gases uh, because I'm a manufacturer. I have to produce things. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because I'm a manufacturer, I have pollution. But hey, look, in the next ten years, twenty years, I'm gonna allocate. I'm gonna invest X millions of dollars into my production lines to make, uh, for example, uh, to reduce greenhouse gases. Right, like, uh, or I'm gonna purchase renewable power because. I, I, my factory is run 24-7 and I know I'm using so much electricity, but why not get this electricity for a little bit more money from a renewable power source rather than, uh, you know, for example, gas or coal, right? Or so, so, so these are sort of, sort of um, questions that I think people didn't really particularly look at 
uh, sort of these operational metrics uh, versus, uh, you know, to traditional metrics of oh, what's your revenue, what's your cost, you know, what's your profit, and then you could do some, you know, analysis based on projections and all this stuff. So, so, so I think ESG really as a layer of, of benchmarking and, and really makes uh, companies accountable to, uh, to those that they serve and those who invest in them. Thank you. So, so a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I, I, if you don't mind, Kevin, uh, we, we talk about ESG, uh, and, but, but so who is behind it? <laughs> You know, is it a particular government? Is it like, you know, the United Nations, you know, and, and they have specific, you know, uh, bodies that do this? Uh, and how is that already uh, kind of finally into different countries and, and different states? Because you mentioned, for example, California as one, but is that throughout the whole, I mean, we have 50 states just in the U.S. and then you have the Canada and you have, so how is that? I mean, what is, what is behind the scene working to get this, you know, to the front line? And how is that even impacting the investment, you know, world or the stock, right? And the other question is, um, you know, you mentioned something funny because, uh, well, not funny, but it's interesting to our audiences, the concept of investing, right? Traditionally, I look at stocks, I see like who's doing good <laughs> and I'm just, okay, I'm just tracking them and they're looking good. Okay, call my broker, book this one and we're done. Here's here's enough money to, to you know, so, you know, did investors even look at any of this stuff? They just look at, you know, who's green, who's red and how long they're green for, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's really, you know, a whole dynamic that you are introducing in today's show is that there's more to this story now than, than just looking at some trends and some graphs. You know, now you got to be, if you really are caring, you should be looking at more. So I'll, I'll pose with those two. I mean, I think there's plenty of those <laughs> the answer in there. So, so, so the first one, I think is a great question, right? So who's the really the driving force behind all of this new concept? Um, and really, I would say that it is the, uh, it's the millennials, uh, so, so if you look at the, uh, so baby boomers are, are on their way out, right? And, um, and, and they made a fortune. I think baby boomers in the history of humanity are the wealthiest uh, population of folks ever uh, to, to, because, you know, after World War II, everything started from scratch. And, you know, if you, if you got on that boat, guess what? Like yeah. you, you, rising tide, you, you're going you're gonna to get rich no matter what. So, or, or at least relatively better off than your than your uh, than your parents, right? So, all of that money is going to be funneled into into the millennials, and and then I think it's the Gen Gen X. What what, what is the next generation now? Like, I, I think Gen Z. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so all of that money is going to be transferred over, and I think it's in the trillions. I, I remember reading reading something from. Um, from one of the reports i mean it's a lot of money and with money with these pools of money like and i think you kind of mentioned it earlier before economics is all based on people movement it's based on people's desires demands it's all sort of encompassing into into the people's dreams and all this stuff and then we as society we work towards our goals and we we will spend money on things we like right mm -hmm. right so because of that, there's been a huge uh, trend transition uh, of the different demands now, people with money or, or just the average, you know, for example, investor that invests in the stock. Hey, I want to, you know, I, I, I want to see, and from the millennial perspective, I want to see a company not only making me money on the side, right? And, and I like to see the, 
the, the, the green, you know, going up, up, up. But I like to know that I don't have to feel guilty knowing that uh, I'm, you know, so for example, like H&M, they got in trouble. Oh my Lord, they got in trouble with a lot of the supply chain issues that they had because they were polluting with their clothing and all this stuff. But because of ESG, the model of ESG and the investors now pushing them, right? Now they're saying, okay, uh, we're going to be a lot more green. We're going to be a lot more open about supply chain. Uh, and we're going to pay our people right and all this stuff. Like there's a huge you know, issue behind this. So, so really, I think investors are pushing all the industries, not just, you know, your traditional, um, you know, uh, like clothing industry, whatever, whatever it is, wherever these, this money goes, it, there's a demand to fulfill and there's a requirement to fulfill. Right. So number one, that's driven by, by, by just millennials. Number one, number two is driven by government. So uh, there's a Paris agreement that was, uh, that was launched a few years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. I think people probably heard about like Al Gore, like, you know, all this yes. stuff back in the day. Yeah. He was one of those champions. We got to reduce our ozone layer. All of that is part of the governance world. And the reason why I think governments are pushing this is because they see the data, right? I, I, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, I mean, it doesn't matter what party affiliation is. It doesn't matter. Look at carbon emissions, right? Just, just focus on the facts. Mm-hmm. Carbon emissions have been the highest since ever uh, in the history of mankind. Uh, we are now running out of fresh water, right? Uh, I think they're saying that, um, reading an article, Saudi Arabia, right? They, uh, a lot of the water that they have uh, is not replenishable because they're all underground water that has been there for millions of years uh, from reservoirs, from like literally like inches and inches of raindrop that get stored. In- because they are, uh, you know, they're not... Um, uh, they, they've been draining it out so much. Now they're facing issues with like in the next, maybe in the next 50 years, they're going to have no more water. Can you imagine like the amount of economic uh, paralysis a, a community or a city has, but suddenly that particular, you know, whatever a natural particular resource just completely disappears. So, so I think governments actually acknowledges these, this is what I call like hard factors. You can't pay your way around water. You can't pay your <laughs> way around like, uh, you know, oh, I have a trillion dollars. I'm going to buy my own air. It doesn't work like that, right? So so I think government is now realizing that, hey, we got to do something about this because a lot of the polluting, for example, the Amazons, right? Like mm-hmm. they've, been, they've been doing uh, this very old indigenous way of, of, uh, of uh, clearing out forests by burning everything in their path, right? But then what they realize is that because they're doing this, they're, they're harming biodiversity to an extent that is becoming irreplaceable. Right. So now you have cities that that are, and people that rely on this resource. And in the next 30 years, it's going to be gone. So the, so really, the government is looking, do I even have the money and the capacity to take care of all of my citizens? Right. If you if you are in uh, if you're in America, maybe because, uh, you know, we're we're you know, we're we're pretty powerful. We're, we're wealthy and all this stuff. A lot of, you know, banking systems. And, you know, we are sort of the drivers behind this. However, if you look at a third world country, do we're talking about massive people displacements in the world mm-hmm. because of the lack of resources or the cons- or the overconsumption of these resources, right? So governments are now pushing this agenda, and uh, China and the U.S. are the two top emitters of pollution in the world, and they are, uh, you know, and, and they're getting together, putting their head, putting their heads together. Uh, to to say you know what are some what are things that we can do together to kind of maybe eliminate this right and then I think the third uh, option so we talked about investor we talked about the government 
and I and I think number three is just it's just people like you know corporations people you know I think corporations realize so I think they if you look at statistics I think the average public company in America they uh, before going bankrupt or being merged or whatever the case might be whatever if you're listed on the S&P I think your average lifespan is like maybe 20 30 years before somebody buys you out or you go bankrupt so the lifespan of these companies are not very long right so if you look at a hundred year companies any company that has met the hundred year mark woof you know, like you've done something right. You know, you've lasted through all these cycles, all these changes, and you're still around. Now, these companies are saying, okay, what's the next hundred years going to look like? We like to be here. We want to be here because, because we're a collective force of, of knowledge, of people, of, you know, of investors. We want to be here for the next hundred years. So you see a lot of changes happening by companies themselves. So really, I think those are the, really the three main pillars, right? Of, of driving the change. Well, thank you, thank you, Kevin. I mean, first of all, I, I I love the way you broke it down, and and you start with the millennials, and 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 you know what? I I wouldn't have thought about that to be honest with you, because that's not something that the average person is thinking. Like, you know, which generation is that a generation piece, right? But but you're you're right. The millennials are different in a lot of ways, uh, and 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 basically, this is the age of technology, the age of awareness, and you know, uh, everything is is available to everybody today compared to thirty years ago, right? 30 years ago, if you don't do the research and you went to like a, a you know, a library, you can't find things, <laughs> you know, right. or if the news didn't give you something, you're not going to take it. And the news are driven differently, right? So it was different today, you know, the access to, and, and you know, the, the, the computer, the internet and all the stuff and the research, a lot of stuff are moving faster, right? You know, and, and, and it's changed the dynamic. And I think the millions as, as generation, to your point, they're, they're seeing their future they're also thinking about you know their kids and grandkids and and you're right i mean not nothing wrong with the baby boomers but but you're right i mean they just they were there on the outset when everything was re re-establishing itself and if you are at the foundation you just to your point you're, you're automatically by default have a chance to to make it right and of course right. you know that's just not everybody did but 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 those that actually made it in business and investment and stuff, they were able, there was, there was pretty much everything for grabs, right? It's like having been in the United States, you know, when, when they were just going to the West, right? The, the West conquest, you know, and going just like, Hey, take as much land as you can just grab, put some poles in your hands. It's, it's the same thing. Like you're starting, everything is for grabs, but things have changed. And, and to your point, also the population is increasing all the stuff. And, and you're right. Also what we've noticed in the last few decades is, is with, with the environment, is beyond what we've had before. I mean, and it's escalating at a rapid rate. It's not like, you know, it's, I mean, a, you, a lot of things that we observe today have been happening over the centuries, but they're at a very slow rate. But now it's like, it's almost like double time. I mean, you know, a hundred times <laughs> faster, right? It's, it's like, just like super speed. And so therefore the damage is much, much bigger. So I, I appreciate the fact that you said that because it is, it is great to understand, you know, that there's a driver and, you know, it's a, the new mentality. It's the, 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 the way you think as, as millions different. And again, I, I mentioned I'm, I'm, I'm from the seventies. So I'm a little, I'm just before that generation. And, and, and again, we, we're like in the middle of all, <laughs> we're kind of like, you know, we're like, we don't, we still catch it after both sides. We're like, have a little remnants here and we're actually, some of us caught up quicker than others, but that's it. So we're in the middle. And I think the boat is a little, you know, uh, I think the, the, the ship is sailing for us, you know, but you guys are, are really it. And, and, and I, I frankly think that you, the millennials are actually holding uh, the fort better because I'm not even sure about the new generation. I, the, 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 the jury is out still. They're still young, right? Uh, but so that's one thing. And then you mentioned something about the, 
the fact of, of, of just the changes, right, that's happening in the environment. And the, the, the different, like you, the Paris, you know, agreement and where, again, even the Paris agreement, you know, I, I know our previous administration did not really buy into some of the concept there, you know, so there's, there's, you have these things that are happening worldwide, but then not everybody buys in at the right time. And so a couple of years is enough to make more damage in this environment when, when you're not part of the, the bandwidth, you know, so yeah, we want to get together you know you want to do this and, and i love what you said about finally the us and china are getting together because we are big producers right and there's so much impact that we have in the environment whether we like it or not that's that's a problem you talked about some of these factories uh that just basically have high emissions right and uh you know obviously greenhouse effect and warm you know air desalination of of the north pole i mean the glaciers melting away i mean all that stuff is real and it's happening you, you can't hide to your point the facts are the fact you, you can say whatever you want. I love what you said about, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, because I actually did go to Saudi Arabia and I can tell you, you're right. You know, there is no rain. I mean, I, I happened to attend, you know, two events where there was rain, <laughs> you know, but, but the fact is there is none and there is no, there's no lakes or nothing. I mean, uh, most of the stuff is purified water or, or like you said, you know, well water, I mean, so underground, but how much of that can you sustain? And the projections are clear. I mean, you got uh, the, the United, the UAE, I mean, they, most of the water right now is, you know, desalination water. So, so you got all that stuff, but, but even with that, I mean, what, you're going to drain the oceans, <laughs> you know, I mean, water is, is we have to live with it air to your point. If we can breathe correctly is a problem. Now it's funny because during the pandemic, because the world got locked down for about three months, somehow the ozone found a way to, to start, you know, the ozone layer was getting better. Right. And, and that just proves that again, to your point, facts is facts. You, you can't deny it. You can't hoax it. You can't, you know, uh, cover it up. There's nothing. It's just the numbers, right? And and I love what you said also about the concept of how the average company on ESP, you know, is 30 years, 20 something years, but not a lot of them don't 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 sustain, don't stay a lot, right? And some of them stay, and and they're doing something for that purpose because they're they're adapting. That's the other. That's really the key. Is like the environment's changing, the world's changing. We have to also adjust as a business, as an entity. But but now. If we go behind the scene, all of this is driven by one thing, you know, and, and I think that's profit. And when you talk profit, you talk greed, you know, and, and we might have to, to we're going to open up a little bit of a, you know, Pandora's box here. But the problem is human nature is all about me, 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 myself and I. And it's unfortunate, you know, we all kind of like look at myself and me like, you know, uh, you know, me, myself and I as first, you know, I'm number one. And in any aspect of it, I mean you, me as individuals, you know, you still have to, to look at your, after yourself and your family, you work for yourself, you work for your family. And so when, and then how much can I get? That's the thing. I think people are so greedy that they don't stop at a point. They just, you know, you can be trillionaire <laughs> and you still want more. Like you can't even count your numbers, but you still want more. And you don't care what that impact is out there, whether on human lives, the environment stuff, because you're so far behind it and you're not even in it and it may even affect you because to your point if you run out of air <laughs> it doesn't matter you can't do anything i mean the pandemic is a good example people with money but you know didn't didn't matter you were locked in i mean very few people were able to do things the way they did not you know uh, before the pandemic during the pandemic almost everybody got locked down almost everybody had had limitations to what they could do and where they can go and food supplies and stuff yeah you might buy more because you have access but it still was lesser and lesser and lesser. And if this happens where it's tragic and there's something more, you know, devastating around this world, 
it's over. It doesn't matter. Money is not going to buy you those things. You know, I, I, I'm a movie buff. And, and one of the movies, you know, types I love is like in either uh, space movies where they're aliens or, or, or disaster movies. And those actually show the good and the bad of humanity, <laughs> you know, uh, because you can see how people very quickly become destructive, hurtful and selfish, you know, because the survival, the fittest concept comes in, you know, like, pers- you know, uh, self-preservation gets in the, the, the business way and people are only and, and. And then, then you always have in those stories, you know, like the group that actually makes the difference and, 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 and works for a better future, recreates this world. But, but when you look at these things, these are just, you know, sci-fi ideologies and stuff. But, you know, you deep dive in them, you see that stuff happening for real. They're just giving it to us in a very, you know, Hollywood or some, some other type of movie production, you know, concept. But the fact is real. And, but again, that greed is our problem. Uh, you know, unfortunately, to your point, there's not enough, well, there's not, I don't think there's enough education about all this. And, and even in, like, again, mentioned media, media is one way to do it and they cover it to a degree, but they're still not fully blasted, right? It's not out there, you know, shows and, and maybe people are doing their own podcasts and things like that here and there to share some of this stuff and experts coming in, you know, are limited. I mean, now it's more than, than ever, but that's actually changing. And I think that's important you know, for our world to, to, to hear these messages and understand it from a different angle. Like, again, if you and I did not meet, <laughs> I may not have known about these things, right? And we had this discussion, like, hey, let's do the show because, you know, it's information that should be shared with people. And most of us are just, you know, not aware of all this stuff and what it can be. And that's one part. Now, that leads me to the question is, what can we do as individuals right now? to really help in this, this in the future. I mean, we all live and in order for us to survive this world and, 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 and make it better for our next year. I mean, I have kids and I, you know, sometimes I, I look at my kids and I don't know how you guys are going to live in the future because it is already tough. I mean, now by the time you're my age, I'm not even sure your grandkids, your kids, my grandkids, how the world is going to look like for them. It is terrible when you think about it. <laughs> like, you know, it is not, I mean, right now you, you want to think there's no world war three coming. Uh, yet you cannot, you know, waive that that idea because there's still a lot of, you know, different question marks about it, right? Hopefully that never happens. God forbid it happens. Forget about this discussion will probably be <laughs> irrelevant right now, you know. But but the fact is, we we wish that those those crazinesses, you know, in the world can diminish and disappear. But again, human nature will still be there. But but what can we do as individuals to really educate ourselves more about how to be part of this this movement and whether through education through proper investing and also just kind of like you know sharing this wealth of knowledge to other folks so we can actually get more people into this this realm and and hopefully awareness you know model so we can we can all you know succeed and have a better future yeah no i think i think that's a great point um so you're absolutely right. People are greedy, uh, and and that's just that's just human nature, right? Like we are, uh, we always like more things, uh, and I think social media, to a point, kind of play that out, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was always thinking uh, if if we didn't have all these Instagram influencers, would uh, people actually realize like how the rich actually lives, right? If you don't have showing off your cars, your houses and all this stuff, like would people actually have to 
have the mental capacity or even just being revealed or exposed to this to this level of information and i and i say that because i think we could do the same uh with with uh you know getting this message across right mm -hmm. so the next time when you when you're shopping in a in a shopping mall and and you see uh, for example um you know bottle of water right which is what one of the most polluting thing ever uh you you, you think about okay well what kind of plastic is this, right? Where, where are you getting this plastic from? How are you bottling your water? How are you transferring gallons or trillions of gallons of water from point A to point B and then ship it out to me? All of these are costs that's, a, that's not exactly priced into the product themselves right now. Because in the end, you know, I think we like cheap stuff, but we don't really want to think about like, okay, you know, I don't want to think about <laughs> that, that. You know, this water is coming from Saudi Arabia. It's like the most refined. I don't. I don't want to think about that. I just want to get my water. I want to enjoy myself. And to a point, there's no fault in that because that's just how we are, mm -hmm. right? But I think ultimately, um, if we, you know, everything starts local, right? You have people in uh, in Miami, for example. Suddenly, you have these. Uh, so I think in Miami, for example. Um, the rising tides. I think right now that every single time that there's a high tide, downtown Miami gets flooded. That's literally once a day, right? All of these impacts uh, due to you know weather changes, whatever it could be, uh, it could be you know China's emitting all of these carbon carbon emissions from the uh, from all their factories, but in return is affecting you know sea rise in in, in Miami. You, these things are not exactly clearly linked to each other, which is why it's so hard to kind of get the message out. But one thing is certain. If you live in a uh, if you live in an area, and in ten years ago, the weather or the whatever that you're facing is different than what you're facing now, then you're probably within this impact zone of of climate change or or you know or, or the changing of however you want to phrase it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's due to all of the human activities that's been happening with the complete. Uh, I think if more people understood what actually happens behind the scenes, people are going to be a lot more conscious. And I think we have a lot of these products now. For example, I think what now I think they buy water in uh, in, um, in in paper. I think paper is now making a comeback, right? Mm. Plastic was the force for like the good thirty years, and now paper is coming back, right? But to an extent, it does help. But then now you're going to ask, okay, well, what's the next step, right? Like like how can I be helpful to the environment while benefiting myself. I think that's really, really the, the, the question. And, 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 and the reason why I mentioned Miami is because, um, first of all, I love Miami. It's, it's wonderful. I love Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful city. Yeah. Uh, but, but really, I think um, people are now saying Miami need, needs to create these billions of dollars of, uh, of uh, flooding. Yeah. yeah, levies, right? Like these are, because without it, Miami is going to be underwater. Right, well, like south of Florida is gonna be underwater, and that's gonna completely affect the freshwater supply. Can you imagine, like for example, Lake Mead? Lake Mead is dry; it's dried yeah. out, right? You, but but the thing is, for hard, it's hard for people to say, okay, it's because because Lake Mead and Miami is you know is drowning. It is because of my shopping habits uh, that's due that's contributing to this. It's hard to to make that link because the information is to is still a black box. Um, to a certain extent, it's still a very much a black box. But I think there's always a silver lining to this because I think when there's enough people feeling the effect locally, 
that's going to ultimately drive upwards, right? Bad harvest. If you're a farmer, you used to be uh, used to able to yield, for example, within an acre of lot, you used to be able to yield, like, let's say, two, three thousand dollars. Now you can only get maybe half the thing because your crops die or there's drought or there's too much stuff. You feel it. And then you're going to ask yourself, why is this happening? And all of this information is going to funnel up into a bigger picture. And I think, and, and ultimately, you know, you can always educate people. You can tell them, you know, but tell them, but then they have to feel it. Without that feeling, it's going to be very, very hard. You know, it's, it's amazing. You, you mentioned something about, and we'll talk about some of the other points here, but something about the crops, right? Uh, yeah. Something that I can, I can tell you personally, it's affecting our, my business, one of our business is, uh, so we do have uh, like a, a skincare cosmetic company, right? And one of the products we have is uh, prickly seed, you know, uh, prickly pear seed oil. So, mm-hmm. so this is, this is like, you know, if you know what prickly seed, you know, uh, pears are looking like, I mean, they're, they're very thorny and, uh, and, and, and it's only, they grow in, in, in some, you know, harsher weather, right? So you have them like, so I'm, I'm originally from Morocco. So that's one of the areas we get those seeds from this past year. Uh, you know, there's, there's a little bug that actually infested the whole crop. It's over. And so, so that, that whole little thing, that liquid oil went from like, you know, five bucks to 50 bucks, <laughs> you know, right. cost-wise. And, and you can't even get that, that actually, that actual quality product because that whole harvest is gone. Now you have to re- replant all these, 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 these little, you know, things and, and, and have them grow. And it takes about five years to actually start getting the real things. So it's, and, and, who knows what drove that particular bug this year to this area and it's moving out west and you know the only places you can really purchase now these things are either mexico tunisia or morocco but it's very limited and now the cost is, is crazy and and you might not think about it but that's actually the environment creating some of these things so those those migrations or those bugs or whatever it is they move in there's a reason for it. maybe there's something that's lacking we are not just putting the connection but you're right. It affects everybody. And and when you think about it, like, damn, you said something about where I'm walking to the store. You know, I'm not thinking about all the, those other big events that are happening, but you're right. You know, it's funny. You put it in, a, in such a very subtle way, you know, just a water bottle. Who, what? You know, no one is drinking that water when they're thirsty and thinking about the the bottle, who manufactured it, where it was, where it came from, how it was bottled and, and what kind of energy used. None of us, we ask that question. We just drink the water, you know, and frankly, we pay for water that should be just, you know, free. <laughs> That's another story. I mean, you can have just a fountain and, and you're good. I mean, as a matter of fact, it's funny because you have fountains. Some in these places, people don't use that water. They just go get, you know, bottle. I mean, hygiene, uh, safety, pandemic, whatever. Some of that stuff drives that. But it's also marketing, right? You know, and there's a lot of debates about what's in the water in the first place. Is it really purified? Is it distilled water? Is it actually just tap water? And some people say that's what it is. So when you think, we don't think about those things, but you're right, the awareness, you know, and that's that's like knowledge is, is, is key, right? If you're aware, you know, you'll start seeing things differently. It's like we always refer to the Matrix, the movie, because the blue pill and the red pill, right? You know, once you know, it's a whole different way of thinking, right? You're not in the same concept, but when you're like robotic and you just kind of like zombied, you know, into like, this is how it is. Boom. Uh, you talked also about the influencers, right? And, and you're right. Like I, I, we, I have this discussion all the time, 30 years ago when the TV was limited, <laughs> the channel there were before the internet, you know, you would have literally to go search for something you need to know what to search for. Right. 
now you know you got these things popping and people actually showing off like you know i i'm i was watching this tiktok whatever the other day and you know this guy's asking people like how much are you wearing and these folks are wearing a hundred you know thousand dollars on on their wrist right now now it creates a little bit of a challenge for people because if i see that i get excited too and then if you go also on the on the on the tv on netflix what these do you have these series about these people and billionaires by the way, I have nothing against them. You know, it's I am an ambitious, you know, uh, you know, prospect. If you want to do more, make more, great. But I'm saying that some people now tend to do whatever it takes to reach those levels, and despite of whatever that means to the environment or the health or whatever, because it's no more about I am thinking about that. I'm just thinking I want that. I want this bad, and and it creates this feeling that you know you're no more in in the mode of caring. You just care about making more. It's challenging, right? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I think, you know, in terms of, it's just, the reason I'm hesitant, right, is because I, I honestly don't feel like we have too much time left. And, 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 and the reason is because, and, and I'm not saying we're going to all, we're all going to disappear in a year or two. But the, but the transition to a greener planet, the transition to a less polluted planet, needs to happen at a quicker pace and i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of issues that that kind of roadblocks that right so uh so you know now that we're all connected more than ever mm. from the technology from the data from everything i also feel like we're more excluded than ever right because like you said we have to there's just so much information out there and we as a as a population we, we can only focus on so many things at once there's sure. too much information. So really it's, it's, it's to, if ultimately just me personally, I just want to see, like, just to give you the body, you know, what about example, how much you're paying in, in the store and what's the actual cost of the production. <laughs> if people can actually compare those two items and be like, Oh, I'm buying this thing for 99 cents because Hey, it's on sale. But if there's an actual cost, can you order for you to buy this bottle of water? It costs $6 to make. Then I think it's like, well, no, it could, it could happen. Maybe like, oh my god, the deal is even amazing, and then they'll buy more. But I think it, you know, for example, the cost of environment, or cost of things, and the reason why I say that is because, um, because the, the the shift of the change is happening so fast. Mm. The technology is not there yet. We don't have a good way to to refine water. Now, our basic water refinery is still based on the old concept of, you know, drainage and blah, blah, blah. There's no advanced technology for that yet. There's no advanced technology to, uh, to carbon capture, capture, capture some of these, you know, carbon issues that we're facing right now in the world. The technology is just, it's just, it's developing, but it's developing at a slower rate than mm -hmm. the harm that we're, that we're doing to the environment. So eventually, you know, in, in economics, it's what we call the break even point. Eventually something's going to give, right? It depends on how, how it's going to be the environment or hopefully we can, we're all smart enough and we can, we can get there faster at a faster rate. I hope Miami's, you know, is still going to be there in, in 10 years. I want to go party in Miami. I hope Las <laughs> Vegas is still going to be there, you know, and, and uh, without, without now, you know, I can only take 10 minute showers. I can only take five minute showers, you know, without these water controls, because, because ultimately everything that we do affects somebody else. Right. And, and, and I think, yeah, 
It is amazing, man. I mean, you're throwing some stuff that is super scary. I mean, you you would have never heard about us in the U.S. having to worry about water, you know, supplies and and to your point, like shutdowns. And by the way, that's pretty common in a lot of other places in the world. I mean, I I I was in the summertime overseas, and uh, in some parts, that's exactly what they did. The water was actually shut down because of the drought. They would give you a couple hours a day that you actually have access to water. So you have to fill in your stuff and tub whatever you need. And if you need to shower, you got to do it quick. Otherwise, and there was so much awareness on TV uh, about it. It is, it is. You don't see it because, again, we're so used to comfort. And then, you know, oh, my God, all of a sudden, like, what's going on? But you're right. If we're not in the right speed, you know, and, and moving faster rather than, you know, in, in, in terms of figuring out solutions to actually mitigate all these problems, to your point, that break that break point is just doesn't look to our favor right now. <laughs> it yeah. it looks like the other way around, and that's where we we have massive you know uh, decline, and and that can also mean, mean mean social and everything else after that. Because once you get to that point, now it's survival of the fittest, and everybody becomes we become basically animals in in terms of behavior, right? And that's dangerous. Uh, and and again, there there is a point of no comeback, you know, of no return. That's it. What you get to, a, you know, a critical mass, you know, level. It's it's there's it's too late. It's just too late, and it's just over. Uh, we hope that scenario never happens. And I think you, you know today's show is just one of the few potential, you know, awareness shows that with people, or at least educational shows, where at least we spark that little like, oh my god, this is real. It's happening. Well, it is, you know, and uh, you know, we don't we don't have to like use what I refer to always as the ostrich effect. Just dump our head on this in the ground, and you know, and, and expect that nothing's going to harm us. It's real. It's happening. Whether you like it or not, you better face it up front and know at least what's coming, as opposed to just like it's not my problem. But if it's not your problem, it's your kid's problem. <laughs> if it's not their problem, it's their your grandkids. If you love your kids, you know that this is happening. And if you don't have kids yet, you know it's your family, your kids, your 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 nephews, whatever. Your neighbor, it doesn't matter if you care, you know, enough, you would know that this is impacting. And you're right. This stuff is all over us. I, I love what you say. Would love to see Miami, you know, be there. But you, but this is actually not new. I mean, we've been talking about like some of the, 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 the sea is rising across the, 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 the all the whole earth. And, and, you know, the water is there and there's not even that there's the other one, desalination of the, the, the seas and the oceans. If that if we get to a, a point where that's critical, it's over. I mean, that's 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 the peak of what cataclysmic, you know, cataclysmic, cataclysmic, you know, or cataclysm, you know, environmental, you know, uh, worldwide problem. It it happens that way. It's over. And and if you dump a lot more water from those those you know glaciers into the oceans, you're changing the saline and you know the level of, of of all that stuff in the water that changes the dynamics and the you'll have more storms and you forget about it it's you know and we've seen those like you know it's funny because you watch movies and they're not just movies they're actually awareness you know uh you know almost commercials to like hey this is happening so they give you an entertaining entertaining version of it you know so you get excited about it but they're not just telling you this is just for fun this is real it's happening we're they don't use those facts as you know just like out of their mind. It's not real sci-fi. It's real things. They try to portray them in a way that is, you know, like attractive. So you watch them and makes you aware. But if we are not doing our part, and I think everybody is welcome to join this, you know, worldwide, if you're listening to this, you know, at least do your part, right? If to your point, the society, 8 billion, 
starts with one person at a time. And if each one of us starts doing their part about it, whatever small part it is to maybe limit how much your, your imprint is in, in some of these, these things, you know, uh, recycling, not recycling, all these things can make a difference. Buying the right things, you know, investing in the right companies, you know, this way you can encourage those companies to actually grow and do more. Uh, that's, that's powerful. But, but if you're clueless, well, we just part of the same problem, right? And and we definitely are. You wouldn't destroy your own house, right? <laughs> and and you know our houses is is a small piece, but our cities are part of it. Our you know countries are part of it. And the world and the globe is part of it because that is our house. We live on this earth, and and even if you survive, how can how can you live in a world that is in disaster mode? You know, I mean, when tragedy strikes and one of those natural disasters hit, people suffer. And it's not fun. So it's, I mean, we just had a hurricane, you know, that was, that was devastating Florida. And, uh, you know, my son just finally got actually power, <laughs> you know, they've, they've had no power for, for days. And, uh, you know, that's just a simple thing. And some people lost their homes to your point, anything that's by the water is usually flooded and now you're, you're done. It's dangerous and, and, and investing prior, prior, you know, the right way and selecting which companies you, you, you were putting your money in. Uh, you still make the profit, but you just make it, you know, while at least, you know, consciously you're getting the right impact, you know, while you make it, it's good for both, right? It's a win-win for all. Why not? So, so we're coming to the end show, Kevin. I know you want to say something and, you know, what would be, you know, whatever you're saying now, plus what would be like some of the core advice you would share, you know, towards the end of this show and uh, maybe something that can align people's minds. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Um, so, so I, I think you brought up a lot of amazing points there. And, and I, I just, because I know, you know, a lot of listeners are, are in the healthcare profession. I, I am oh, no, all over. no means an expert in this profession, but I just want to kind of leave everyone with this one thought, right? The amount of new uh, medicines that gets introduced into, into, you know, into the pipeline for a pharmaceutical company, some of them is synthetic, but all of these ingredients that they put together to try to save people, to try to, uh, you know, uh, a cure something. It all comes from the environment because all of these plants, these flowers, these biodiversity, these beautiful nature, natural things all feed into, uh, into this pill that's going to cure you or help you in some way. The issue now is that the biodiversity uh, across the world is being harmed at such a rapid rate that Mother Nature, or whatever you want to call it, cannot replenish these resources. And ultimately, it's going to affect human health. Because now I have a headache, I go, I go get Advil, Tylenol. But these ingredients are going to disappear, and then they, companies are always going to try to find try substitutes. Eventually, those substitutes are, are going to disappear because of the environmental changes. And I think ultimately, we're really just killing ourselves. So mm. I, I just want to leave, you know, leave with just one comment that, you know, a, a healthy mind, healthy body, um, healthy environment, uh, that's all going to equal to more money. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, so you tied it back out into money just as a true, true, true finance guy, a true yeah. investment guy, but, but I love it. But I take, I mean, again, you know, we, we don't have a limit on, on, on the time as much, but uh, the, you mentioned something powerful because to your point, those resources that are in nature, if they're scarce and they disappear, 
to your point who again you don't think about that like you know it's in your medicine if you can't get the medicine then you're not going to be healthy and then then the risks of of disappearing through disease and other problems and that you know is just imminent so it is it is all tied in it's all linked there's no you know this and that and uh, whether it's through the pollution piece of it or the lack of the resources one way or the other we're impacting it and it, it's sad that we are our own destructive power <laughs> we are unfortunately are the ones who are doing this and i would say we as as a humanity uh we and 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 it's so sad i want to go back to that baby boomer thing that you said and this is not to do with the baby boomers in, in itself it's individuals in general right when individuals they just care about their rich you know environment meaning i'm talking like i want to make as much crazy money and i don't care what the impact is who's going to get hurt in the process that's when it becomes a problem you know and unfortunately whenever whenever there's money involved you know sometimes the the ethics and the moral compass gets you know thrown away it's like you know it doesn't exist anymore right and I, and th that's just and you know again something that at least you know the more we talk about it the more people like you know we all have that nice little moral compass within doesn't matter who we are we can be you know i don't think human are, humans are evil humans are loving by, by by default but we all have that little evolution you know, you know piece <laughs> yeah. of us you know had a little whisper right but but if we can just kind of reinforce our good you know this is bad and hopefully i think that can change the way we think you know i i you know if you have to invest you know and you have a choice and you always have a choice you know you may not make a million dollars you may make a half a million dollars but it will be a cleaner half a million maybe that's worth it don't be just you know and that half a million will probably triple in no time if you if it's doing the right way and and so if we start that way alone that can change the whole thing so let's not always worry about like quick and you know quick riches <laughs> and making a lot of you know moolah for no you know in no time and with disregard of everything else and again if we know what the impact is and i think people out there if you're listening watching share the show you know with people so people are aware and and they all can actually benefit from this yeah by at least using these concepts and invest all the way you know i mean kevin is an investment world and you know he would not tell you not to but but invest the right way sustainable you know you know uh, companies and things like that think future not think now and 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 there will be a shift i mean we've seen shifts like to your point there's been all all the way but it just it's a slower shift let's just make this a little bit more of a blanket and more larger scale and hopefully we can expedite that that whole change of and it's a shift of mind i mean it's really just we talk about mindset and everything this is an invested mindset you're just switching to a different way of investing in the right way and then the rest is history i mean to your point you can invest in coal and 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 some other in, or you can solar energy for example you know it does not have the same impact right just simple net renewable energy you said it you know it's something different than actually something that is you know drilling on the ground you mentioned it, it was an interesting you talked about the bottle that costs six dollars and it's cheaper here you know like you would think like what is that like how can that even be a profitable you know but then they, you don't realize that somebody is making that bottle somewhere and how much can they possibly be making if you are selling buying it for like 50 cents <laughs> you know i you know talk about labor right the impact on that you know uh so so it's so much stuff that you know we just don't spark that you know we don't it's like that eureka bulb like you know i see it you know it's like it's always dim it's like it's off switch that thing on and things will be so lucid and funny and you'll start seeing that you we are part of the problem and any one of us can make the difference and that's all there is you know we're not asking for any movements here or political stuff it's just about taking 
you know, the necessary individually and the world will start making, you know, be, becoming a better place for all of us. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> Amazing, man. Yeah. All right, Kevin, you know, this, this was a powerful man show and, and, and you brought in a whole different angle of, of, and spin to our well-being. I mean, as, as a humans, and, and again, it is health. It is, it is, it impacts us one way or the other. We want it. We don't, it's going to impact us and it's impacting us today. You, the air we breathe, the water we drink, you know, it's, it's amazing. So thank you for really bringing this. And I know when we met and we talked about it, it's like, oh, this is like something special, you know? And, and, you know, like, again, invest in who would know, right? I mean, that's like financial world. I mean, you know, but yet it is, it is as, as core to our real problems in this world and to our health as, as it can be. Um, so Kevin, if someone wants to reach out to you, um, is there any, any place you want them to, you know, reach out to you just to maybe for advice or whether it's for investment, you know, proposition or for any other type of situation? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect there. Um, okay. but yeah, look, I, I really appreciate you having me on your show and, um, Look, I, whatever opportunity I have, I, I love to spread the spread the word, as they say, and and I think, you know, educating, uh, just across the spectrum. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, Z or Boomer. It doesn't matter. Um, just kind of sharing that good knowledge and having that. Uh, really, I think saving the planet. It's it's really it's, it saves the planet, save ourselves. <laughs> Oh, that's a good line. I mean, I think, you know, that's the title of the show today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being with us and taking time on your Saturday here, but, but we really enjoyed it. And uh, this is, this is a good show. And I think there's a lot of information that people can benefit worldwide. So uh, thank you folks. Thank you for being with us, watching, listening in, and hopefully this was entertaining as well as informative. So uh, stay tuned for a new show, new guests, new topic. Bye for now.